T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio 97.5 and 12.40 KFH. Welcome in, everybody. Congratulations to Ty in Wichita for winning our second four-pack of movie tickets. We'll have one more of those to give away before the end of the show, so keep it here. Uh, Our thanks to Brian Haney, voice of the Jayhawks, to joining us as we have been reviewing a fantastic night of college basketball on Tuesday. Really high-end wins for both KU and K-State. A lot of fun. Um, just competitive games. Typical Big 12. Loving it. Uh, I want to talk a little college football here now, though, Tommy. I got, you know, we came on yesterday, and and I kind of, I, I said, I hope that TCU getting their clocks cleaned doesn't create some narrative that it's a waste of time to expand the playoffs. Um, because I don't think that it is, and I don't think those two things have anything to do with each other. But it's it always blows me away, these uh, things we do with Division One college football that we don't do anywhere else, right? Like, we, we don't say it's a waste of time to have a playoff when there are blowouts at the end. We don't say – here's the one that always gets me. It's all about the money. That's why we're having a 12-team playoff. No, it's not, because they they could have made a ton more money having a playoff a long time ago. There's this fallacy in college football that making this totally bogus postseason that we have makes the regular season matter more, and that it to me that is total nonsense because too many teams are eliminated too early in the season to the system we currently have. It doesn't make the regular season mean more. It makes the regular season mean far less for far more teams when they have no chance after two weeks of the season to play for a national title. So I've never bought that. I don't think it's true. And no, I don't think it's all about the money. Because if it was all about the money, we'd have had a 32-team playoff like we do in the other divisional levels of college football, by the way a long time ago. And no, it's not about 
them wanting money and not caring about the student-athletes. Again, do they not care about the student-athletes in FCS or Division Two or Division Three that all have large playoffs and all don't take long breaks before they play in the postseason? No. Those things, like we've we've been brainwashed, Tommy, that the old way of just picking two random teams is the best way. And I'm sorry, I don't care how many blowouts there are, until they're playing the same teams, I will not be satisfied with a room full of people deciding based on things that they've seen and not what's played out on the field that one team's better than the other. Otherwise, why don't we just give the national championship to the recruiting class winner every year? Because those things typically correlate. Like, it's ridiculous. Get into a playoff, earn it, and that's it. Simple. Just like we do in every other sport in this country. It may not be all about the money, but it's a little bit about the money. Uh, and, no, it's and not, that's because why, why wouldn't they have sure done that is. a long time ago? Well, that's why it's been so crazy that they haven't done this until now, because there's a lot of money to be made by expanding the playoff. You can take what ends up being relatively irrelevant bowl games and add stakes to them, which in turn adds viewers, it adds sponsors, I, it adds you know TV deals, and that all adds up to money. Uh, that's why it it's been crazy that they haven't done this until now. So it might not be all about the money, but it's a little bit about the money. Like they're seeing that there are potential dollar signs out there. And so I think that it's disingenuous of you to say that, oh, it's not about the money. It's about the, the company. No, it is it, a little bit about the money. It's a little bit about the money. I didn't say it wasn't about the money. I said it's not all about the money because the money could have been better for a long time. They may be wrong about that, but it is about the strength and the growth of the sport. College football will be better from start to finish if there is an expanded playoff. It will be better if conference champions are represented in the postseason. It will be better if one early loss doesn't kill your season. Those things make the sport stronger. Will it make the sport more money? Of course it will. Of course it will. But that would have been the case for the last 20 years, and they didn't do it. So it's not all about the money. Of course there's money tied to it. We've been pulling our hair out like, hey, dummies, like you'll make more money if you do the right thing. And it's taken them forever. And now, because Georgia beats TCU badly, everyone acts like it's a waste of time to expand the playoff to 12 teams. That's that's nonsense. It's not a waste of time. It means more to the schools who've earned their spot to get there. And every other level of college football does it already, have been forever. So it's not about not caring about the student-athletes either. But let's not kid ourselves that there is another issue here. So I'm with you as far as the expanded playoff is concerned. It's not a cause and effect. Georgia blowing out TCU does not automatically mean that we shouldn't have an expanded playoff. However, I do think that we can have 12 teams or hell, if they went to 24 teams or 32 teams, there would be the same result right now where you've got a lack of parity and it's going to take a while for that to uh, resolve itself. And hopefully it does with NIL and conference realignment and the transfer portal and all of these things that have been talked about at length uh, to help address the, the disparity between teams like Georgia and Alabama and everybody else, the haves and the have nots. Hopefully this will help level the playing field. So that's the issue 
right now. It's not about the number of teams in a playoff. The issue is the lack of parity from the number one team to not even the number 12 team, but the number one team to the number three team, because that's where TCU was entering into the playoff. So regardless if you have four teams, eight teams, 12 teams or more, you're still going to have that same issue right now as it stands, where if you have a national championship game and Georgia beats TCU 65-7, to an expanded playoff is good for the sport and there's a lot more revenue on the table, but a a championship blowout like that is not good for the sport. No, so it's the not. issue and is the the issue is the lack of parity. It's not the expanded playoff. Uh, agree. And the lack of parity, I think, I think, and it's a prediction, but I do think an expanded playoff will help address some of that. I also think the transfer portal and NIL will help address some of that over time. Not gonna be immediate, but having more teams have the ability to get into the postseason will I think, more evenly distribute the talent pool, again, over time. And I don't know if that's going to happen in recruiting or if it's going to happen through the transfer portal, but I do think it's going to happen. And I it just, I, I think that I agree with you. That has been the issue. That and the fact that we wait so long to get there. But I don't think there's anybody on the planet that thinks Georgia would have beat Alabama 65-7, to even though the last four or five national no. championship games have been blowouts. But that's the point, because Alabama absolutely did not earn the place in the current playoff model. They didn't earn it. They had two losses. They lost two out of three games. They didn't earn it based on that model. Based on a 12-team model, they absolutely would have earned it and been in and had the opportunity to do that. That's and why 12 would have. teams they is better. They probably would have gotten into it. For sure. And that's why 12 teams is better. It's better for a thousand different reasons. But to say Georgia beating up on TCU is why it's a waste of time to have an expanded playoff, and the only reason there is an expanded playoff is solely because of the money, doesn't make any sense to me at all. Because we could have had it a long time ago. Now, I think a lot of that is college football misplaying its hand, thinking, and I've heard the argument made, and I, and I, again, I think people have been brainwashed, like, oh, it makes the regular season matter more. I don't agree with that at all. I think it makes the regular season matter less for 99% of the teams in college football. Now the regular season will matter more because winning your conference championship, for the most part, will get you into a playoff. Makes every game matter more. And, and it makes scheduling better games early in the season across conferences more likely and more beneficial to both teams. If Alabama wanted to schedule TCU in week one of the regular season, no matter who loses that game, ultimately, it won't have a massive, such a massive impact on keeping one of those teams out of the playoff. They'd be more likely to schedule that game. I think that anybody that looks at a college football bracket playoff, regardless of the number of teams in it, and tries to draw comparisons to the current college basketball playoff bracket, it's completely different because those two Total. sports are completely different. Where when you have a March Madness type tournament in basketball, <clears throat> there are teams out there that can get hot at the right time and can upset you, we, we've seen a 16 over one. It's happened before. 15 over two, so on and so forth. It happens. We've seen Cinderella teams that have made a run 
to the Elite Eight, to the Final Four, so on and so forth. It happens. It's different in college football because I think that the likelihood of having a lower-ranked team in that bracket, like the 12 seed or the 11 seed or the 10 seed, actually making it all the way to the championship game is unlikely because of just the overall disparity from the top down. And even with the NIL, even with the transfer portal, all of these things, I still don't think that you're going to have a scenario. And it, I mean, it might happen once in a blue moon, but a scenario where you've got one of the lower seeds actually making it all the way to the championship game. They might win a game and that's great. That's great for the sport. They might win too, but the odds of having a Georgia playing whoever the number 12 seed would have been this year. And I don't know, might've been, I, I, you have to tell me what it have been K state. I don't know. Um, but the, the opportunity to have that 12 seed, make it all the way to the championship game. I think the chances are slim to none. And so that being said, I think that the fear is from people who say that it's a waste of time that you could have a 10, 11, 12 seed, make it all the way to the championship game and then get absolutely steamrolled in the championship game by a Georgia. And, you know, I think the argument would be, well, TCU, who was the three seed lost by 55 points, then that would mean that the 12 seed would lose by a hundred point or whatever. Like the justification, I, I understand it, but I think that the odds of those lower seeds making it all the way to that point, I think that would be rare. It probably would never happen. But, but Tommy, the lower seeds this year are are Penn State, USC, K State, Utah. Like the, the odds aren't as low as you think because those are all really good teams. There wasn't. You're thinking of like if Tulane made it in, but Tulane wasn't good enough this year. They had two losses. More often than not, you're going to see good Power Five teams with probably two losses to get in there. Uh, Penn State, USC. A puncher's chance against anybody? Sure, they'd have a puncher's chance against But I'm against talking anybody. about them going through the grueling, you know, several-week playoff span to win games to make it to the championship game. I think they need game. three wins in a 12-team. If I, I think it'd be three yeah. wins to a national championship. I absolutely think Penn State could win three games and, and, I know and the take fear a is, swing at Georgia. I know the fear is those teams winning those games, getting into a national championship game, and getting blown out. By number but one. that already but that already happens right like so it's not it, it doesn't mean one doesn't really affect the other because that already happens with four teams until we even out the playing field which right. no amount of teams in a playoff is ever going to affect that the wrong way um, it might help it but it's not going to affect it the wrong way what so think about let, let's say let's say Stetson Bennett who's, what, about 36 years old? I think he's yeah. older than five of the quarterbacks in the AFC playoffs. Yeah, Georgia probably has a five-star quarterback recruit. And either they need to they need to pull the trigger on him, but Stetson Bennett's not done. But they got Stetson Bennett, and, and he's not. I'm using this as a totally made-up fantasy example. You know, whatever. And they're coming into last year, and they have a decision to make, right? Do we just roll again with Stetson Bennett? Well, we got this five-star here. Uh, what are we going to do? Well, that five-star is looking at it like, well, where? and we see this happen all the time, right? Jalen Hurts. Where am I going to go? Okay, let's go to whatever, Penn State. And, and that sort of thing happens at two or three different places. Again, 
This happens all the time now, and it will, with the transfer portal, happen even more often. And you get those guys going to teams that were already pretty good. It, it, it is fine to expand the playoff, and I do think eventually, again, it's going to take some time, and you really are going to have to have a settling of NIL for this to really work, for that talent to get, instead of being with like two or three schools, maybe it's to 12 to 15 schools in any year, and that's where you get the chances. Now, if Georgia and Alabama in this model can continue to dominate the player pool like they have recently, then there's probably nothing you can do to stop them. But we should pay attention to Nick Saban and the amount of times he squirms now in the new model and how scared of it he is. There's a reason for that because it makes what he's done harder. Let's go to the phone line. Sean uh, wants to talk about the CFP. Sean, welcome in. 869-1240 to Sports Daily. What's on your mind? Uh, good morning. Uh, this whole expansion, as it, listening to other other media, you know, television and radio and other markets. I'm a trucker and listen to a lot of sports radio. The biggest reason in the CFP era that it has not been expand, expanded, won the Rose Bowl and their right. narcissism. And two, ESPN, and they're wanting the whole pie and not wanting to share with Fox. And they're, they're want, they have the exclusive TV rights as it stands now until they expand. Um, kind of a Longhorn Network issue is like, look at what you're doing. Um, the BCS model, okay, they come up with that because all of the bowl – committees and stuff they still wanted their money yeah that was about their money and then they moved it around to the various various games to get the national championship game before the cfp but it is about money and hopefully this is a this is a good model because you know tcu gets blown out by georgia okay they had a fantastic game against michigan all right you put it in a 12 team playoff okay now do it again and go beat tennessee alabama usc penn state as you were saying k-state see what happens um it'll be interesting to see and i'm looking forward to it how nil changes all this you know who knows i mean look at it now with tennessee and alabama and georgia and i i still think it's just going to be the sec and everybody else in football um they just got they, – they actually play defense down there. They got bigger, stronger players. Look at the five stars going in and the NFL draft picks going out. And the Big 12 doesn't have that. And I think a lot of these 12 extra teams, it's going to be the SEC and everybody else. So that's all I got. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, the SEC's got an advantage. But guess what? The SEC is always going to have an advantage based on the region of the country they live. It's where most of the, the best players in the country live. That's not going to change. That doesn't mean a 12-team playoff isn't still the right thing to do. you got to get the conference champions into the postseason. You have to. And that's what this will do, and that's why it's better. At the, at the very basis, it makes everybody's regular season college football better if you know your conference champion gets into the postseason. 
period. 869-1240, we can take more calls on that. Uh, some other topics will maybe expand a little bit more into the TBT returning to Wichita. Let's give away our last four-pack of movie tickets right now. Plain Gerard Butler. You can get your hands on those by being our, let's do our first caller during the break here. Our final four-pack of those tickets for Thursday's premiere at Boulevard Town West Theaters. Jad will get that last winner. We'll come right back with more Sports Daily after this. Welcome back in, everybody. Sports Daily on KFH. Again, the Aftershocks coming back to Charles Koch Arena and the TBT, which is uh, always fun news. That's been a tournament that has really been cool to see in the summertime. No surprises, no roster announcements that I know of just yet. We'll get those uh, as we make our way through. The team is getting really good. Uh, they're continuing to play deep into that tournament. The crowd shows up. It's a blast. We'll see about maybe KU or K-State getting alumni team back together, um, what that might look like. But that'll come. Those announcements will come. But we do know as of now that they will be back as a host. So that's cool news. Tommy, the other news coming in uh, as we've been on the air, all pro announcements, and there are some Chiefs represented. Yeah, there are. So the uh, first team all pro came out uh, a little bit ago. Of course, these are voted on by the players and the four representatives from Kansas City. No surprise for, I think, uh, I would say three of the four, maybe all four of them, no surprise. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, Tommy Townsend. Those are the four first-team All-Pros as voted on by the players. Yeah, I, I I don't know enough about punters. Like, I don't know whether Tommy Townsend, like, good for him. I have no idea. But the other three, Tommy, I think you can make the case that each of them are the best in the league at their positions. Um and and I'll listen to that argument. I think Chris Jones is as big a game changer defensively as there is in the league. Uh, always glad to see him get the love because if you really just watch him play, you can see his impact at a position where you can't always do that. And and he's so good. But Kelsey and Mahomes are obvious, two of the best ever to play at their positions like of all time. Um, so well By the deserved. Way, I, I would, mean, yeah, I would love to see Chris Jones win Defensive Player of the Year. Um, I put a bet down on him like midway through the season. He was like plus 2,500 to win the award. I don't know if he will. There's probably, you know, a couple other people out there that might get that uh, over him, but I would love to see that. I think that'd be great. Yeah, it's hard because so often for defensive linemen, it's all tied to sacks. And I think, what does he have? 14 and a half. Um, but Nick Bosa is going to win it. Nick Bosa has 18 and a half sacks right now. Uh, and I'm trying to find Jones has 15 and he has 15 and a half and, and their impact is different, right? A defensive end and a defensive tackle. So maybe, uh, but I, I can't imagine for a while. It looked like it was Micah Parsons award and he's slowed way down, but I, I think it's going to be Nick Bosa and he'll probably who do you be think, pretty hard to beat. By the way, between Nick Bosa and Chris Jones, who is more important to their team? Uh, because I would mm. argue Chris Jones probably is. I think that Nick Bosa is a great player. He's phenomenal. The 49ers have an elite defense altogether, and he's a major, major part of that. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I think that the impact of uh, not having Chris Jones would probably be felt bigger for the Kansas City defense than losing Nick Bosa in San Francisco. 
You know, I think the interesting part of it is is that Nick Bosa, and it's not by much, it's by two, also has more tackles for loss. Um, so, you know, that that to me is another really interesting part of it. Um, and I think that's why Nick Bosa is going to get it is because he's also ahead in that category. You know, it, it's it's all important. I don't know who's more important. I think that's a hard that's a hard discussion. I think that it, you know it it could be as simple as Chris Jones is more important just by proxy, and that their defense isn't as good as a whole. So if they lost him, it would be a bigger impact, and the Niners' overall defense is better. But that's probably not fair to Nick Bosa either, uh, just because he plays on a better defense. He's been remarkable this year. I mean, they're both game wreckers. They're both game changers. They're very close in all the stats. They just play different positions. Um, you know, but they both do everything well, so it's hard. Uh, but Chris Jones is incredible. And at that position, he's, to me, the best in the league this year. I think if Aaron Donald wouldn't be such a super freak, Chris Jones would, we would have conversations. We would begin to have conversations of Chris Jones as an all-timer at that position. But he's always been overshadowed by Aaron, Aaron Donald, as is maybe every defensive player ever of all time because Aaron Donald's just crazy. But uh, Chris Jones is that good, and I'm glad to see him get those kinds of honors because eventually, you know, if he keeps this up, he's a Hall of Famer for sure. Uh, but it's – I don't know how much the league or, or fans as a whole know about how great he is. But, of course, we do. We watch the Chiefs every week, and it's just – it's right in your face how much impact he has on every game. Well, I think that the the fact that he's always coming from the middle, right, um, and being able to make an impact from that position, uh, you typically see defensive ends uh, be able to, you know, be game changers and um, get to the quarterback pretty frequently. That's been the nature of their their job for a long time. And the fact that Chris Jones is able to come up the middle and be able to still have that same kind of major impact uh, from game in to game out in every single season um, is a testament to how special of a player he is for Kansas City. And yeah, I'll go back to what I said before. I think that um, on a defense that at least this season by itself, when you view it kind of in a little bit of a vacuum, um, that the Kansas City defense has been, uh, you know, suspect at times, on again, off again. Chris Jones has been the most consistent player every single week. And so when you get into the playoffs, um, for sure, like you lean on him, you rely on him, um, and, and that's, of course, obvious. But if you don't have him, uh, you have weakened what is already kind of an average defensive unit for Kansas City. And I think that their odds to go deep in the playoff would go significantly down uh, if you don't have Chris Jones. So his impact, I don't think, can be overstated and uh, what he brings to the table. On the other side with the 49ers, like I mentioned before, we know how great of a defense they have altogether from top to bottom. Um, and that's going to be probably the, the top reason uh, why if San Francisco can make a run in the playoffs it would be because of their defense. I don't feel like a lot of people are talking enough about the 49ers and the threat that they pose in the NFC. Um, I think that they could absolutely be the representative from that conference in the Super Bowl, and I think it would be led by their defense. Oh, it absolutely will be. Um, it, it, there's no question about that. Um, they're two great players. My guess is Bosa's going to get the award this year. He's had an incredible year. 
and they're both incredible players. Uh, the other Chiefs on there, Patrick Mahomes, you know, the, the interesting thing about the All-Pro first team, right, there's just one, and that means his, yep. his, it's his peers, right, are calling him the best. I agree with that, by the way. Travis Kelsey is the least surprising on that list. Um, but there's, I mean, it's a consensus, right? Nobody thinks anybody's better than Travis Kelsey. I, 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 nobody does. But at quarterback, it is more of a discussion these days because, you know, the momentum has really gained for Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. I was on CBS Sports Radio this weekend, and I always am curious, like, what the nation thinks. And when you get that audience, you can find out some things. And and I do think that people have sort of fallen asleep with Mahomes because he is so great, which is crazy because this is probably, when you consider the loss of Tyreek Hill, Mahomes' greatest season. He's going to win the MVP, most likely. And he lost Tyreek Hill, and he challenged all kinds of records. He set the all-purpose you know the all -purpose yard records of Drew Brees. He didn't catch Peyton Manning's just passing yards. But I do think that people have, because the Chiefs have maintained this level of success and everything, and this isn't a knock on Mahomes at all, because I do th I, I think Mahomes is the best for sure. But I think it's a credit to Allen and Burrow, but like we didn't really have this with other quarterbacks in other eras, right, for a long time. And you might have taken Brady or Manning, I suppose. And then it was Brady, and then it was Rodgers, right? But... It, like those guys that were so clearly up there weren't really ever questioned. But for some reason, Mahomes is. And I'm not sure why that is. I don't know why that is. I think it's probably just a tip of the cap to the other two guys. Or three, if you want to include Herbert. But he's not there yet. He's on pace, though. Herbert, Herbert is setting the pace, resetting the pace for passing yards. But it, it's interesting to me that among peers— and I could imagine it's just because everybody watches film and they're like, this is ridiculous, some of the things he does, that it's still Mahomes. And I agree with it, by the way. There's no doubt that he's the best quarterback in the league. Um, and, you know, anybody that doesn't think that he is, uh, I don't know what you're watching. Uh, and and I, I'm reluctant to bring up this clown, uh, but I will. Um, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, Jason Brown. I don't know if you're familiar with Jason Brown. He was the... The football coach at Independence Community oh, College. He was on yeah, I mean, Last I've Chance U. I've yeah, never he, watched he, a second of him. I have no idea. Yeah, and he, he was entertaining. I'm not going to take anything away from that. It was entertaining to watch Last Chance U when he was on there. Uh, he's not coaching right now. I guess he has a podcast um, yeah. and is pretty active on social media. Um, and he has called Patrick Mahomes on multiple occasions a gimmick quarterback. Uh, even as recently as yesterday, called him a gimmick quarterback. Went on the Jason Whitlock show. Uh, and of course we all know Jason Whitlock, right? Pretty prominent sports writer, been around for a long time. He's had some questionable takes uh, over the years too, but he had Jason Brown on his show and Jason Brown doubled down on that and called Mahomes a gimmick quarterback, called him overrated, uh, said nobody wants to talk about it. Um, I'm sorry, you're overrated, you're gimmicky, but you're the league MVP and you're the best quarterback that Well, uh, nobody the, wants the to talk about seen. it because it's not true. It's not but true. What's the right. gimmick then? What's the gimmick? The gimmick is that, you know, it's a lot of shovel passes and, you know, little backyard football kind of things. And what he's saying, um, and you know what, he's a clown, and I want to get that out of the way first. But as I'm watching this segment, he's talking about how, you know, he's evaluated film of Patrick Mahomes, 
and how Mahomes, in his mind, is always late in making his reads, always late in making his throws, has to improvise, um, throws off of his back foot. Okay, that's great. I get that. And that might very well be true about Patrick Mahomes, but he makes it work unlike any other quarterback that we have ever seen before. Nobody else can do that. So even if it's not the most traditional way to do it, it's still the best way to do it. And he's proven that year in and year out. Well, shame on you for spending that much time with uh, Jason Brown. <laughs> Jason Brown, Coach Jason yeah. Brown, JB. Yeah. yeah. Shout okay. out Independence uh, Community College. Yeah, you and Savage can have a last chance you conversation. Um, I look, he, he does do things untraditionally, but that's what's made him a unicorn. And what I, it's it's funny to me that, and and again, I I would probably, if you had to ask me why it is that nationally people let Mahomes slip in his greatness, I I do think it has more to do with also how great Josh Allen and Joe Burrow are. Um, Joe Burrow is so swaggy and has that killer instinct that we fall in love with, right? Mahomes has it too. It's just not new. And Allen is a unicorn like Mahomes and what he does also, right? Like Allen is unique in doing both things maybe better than anybody in football, and that's running the ball and throwing the ball. Like we've seen... Lamar Jackson transcend other runners, and now Justin Fields even taking that to a new level. And I don't think Josh Allen's that kind of runner, but he's definitely the best runner that's also an elite thrower that we've ever seen because um, he does both things really well. I also think we fall in love with the Bills, right, and the Bills Mafia and, and them getting over the hump and all of those things too. But those things can exist at the same time that Patrick Mahomes over and over and over again does things we just don't see normally. And traditionalists probably, that does probably bug them. And yeah, being with Andy Reid is literally the perfect marriage of coach and quarterback. He could not have had a better coach to come in with. He's to the point now, though, where he's going to succeed no matter what. And yeah, he's had Travis Kelsey, right? Travis Kelsey's benefited from him too. He literally did not return outside of his tight end one receiver this year, McCole Hardman, I guess, um, for some of the year. Lost one of the great receivers of the last five or six years and is going to win another MVP. So I don't know what else you, what else you need to see, but, I mean, it's crazy. Uh, before we go to break, I want to break some news here that came out within the last five minutes. Mike McDaniel from the Dolphins ruled out to a tag of Iloa for Sunday's game oh. against Buffalo. He is not clear concussion protocol. It's going to be Skylar Thompson. The Dolphins yeah! are preparing as if rookie QB will start Sunday oh, at Buffalo. Oh, that's Skylar so Thompson's good. first playoff start, uh, and we'll see it on Sunday against Buffalo. Man, that's awesome. Good for Skylar Thompson. How cool is that? Uh, eight six, and, and I mean that in the best way for Skylar Thompson. I hate that Tua Tonga Viola is going through this again, and I am very concerned about his long-term future at quarterback. So I don't want to take anything away from that. That's really, really troubling. Um, we'll have to watch that. But for Skylar Thompson to come in and get his opportunity in this way after the preseason he has, go get it, Skylar Thompson. Uh, we'll see. They got a tall task ahead of them. All right, Sports Daily comes back, 869-1240. We'll continue on this Wednesday edition. 
Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back to Sports Daily. Uh, if you missed anything on our conversation about KU and K-State's big basketball wins last night, you can go back and listen to those. KFHradio.com spent really the entire first hour on that. Quick note, DeMar Hamlin has been released from the hospital in Buffalo, so he is back at home and with the team to continue his rehab. What are we, about 10 days from uh, when he collapsed on the field, had to be resuscitated, cardiac arrest, so that's remarkable. Hopefully that recovery continues well, and I, I, I would not be surprised if we see him on a football field again at some point. I really hope that's the outcome here because I think clearly that's what he hopes for uh, as he makes his way through. But that's certainly great news, frightening moment. Hopefully we can, uh, to some degree, uh, put that in the rearview mirror and now celebrate his recovery. Um, I heard in the, in the update there, Tommy, that Mike Kafka is getting some interviews. And you know, we talked about when we heard Lovey Smith was looking for a new coach. Mike Kafka is the kind of hire. When we were trying to think of guys for teams that are drafting a quarterback that makes some sense, I mean, Kafka is the guy, right? And I and the hard part about that is I have no idea what kind of head coaching chops he would have. He's been the offensive coordinator at the Giants, but of course spent a ton of time in Kansas City. He was on the coaching staff since 2017, quarterbacks coach in 2018 and 19, and then uh, again, with a little bit of an elevated role in 2020 and 2021, he's going to get a job, I would think, in this offseason, Tommy, 
for one of the teams that's going to take a quarterback. And that's the right kind of hire you'd want to, to marry a young quarterback with a guy that can develop a quarterback. Don't make the mistake otherwise. If you're one of these teams that's got to start with a quarterback, you've got to build everything around that quarterback, don't you? Well, yeah, and any time that you can put on your resume, if you're Mike Kafka, that right. you work with Patrick Mahomes and you won a Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes as the quarterback's coach, uh, that's going to bode pretty well for your chances, I think, to uh, get a head coaching job. Although, it hasn't worked out for Eric Bieniemy yet. I know. Although it might. It very well might at some point. Do you remember how dramatic the Eric Bieniemy thing was last offseason? Oh, my I, God. It's going it's to happen again gonna, this year, I think. I, I know. Like That's what I was just going to say. I think we're going to deal with this all over again. We'll see. Uh, things certainly at a different place now than they were then, but all the drama sort of bubbled to the top in the postseason, so we'll see. 869-1240. We're going to come back. We're going to wrap up a Wednesday. Jacob and Tommy coming back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.